Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Wednesday. Not a ton of Packers news coming out of the Combine this week. However, we do have an update on Kenny Clark's contract situation. The Packers have restructured turning bonus money uh, into signing bonus and prorating it over the length of his deal, dropping, most importantly, his cap number for 2023 down to just over $12 million. The Packers have now created little over $17 million in cap space. They're under by about 17. Um, probably still a few guys that they can approach and or work uh, extensions and or adjustments with, but uh, getting close to tapping out now as far as their ability to uh, find space within their own roster. Although now at 17 million under, they should be able to maneuver at the start of free agency if you know they want to bring back one of their own guys, uh, maybe a Robert Tunyon or even an Adrian Amos. Uh, well, before the start of the new league year on March 15th. So uh, we'll see if they uh, continue to work any of these other contracts that are on offer. But at the moment, Kenny Clark is there. The next big one will undoubtedly be David Bakhtiari, as uh, Brian indicated yesterday when we met with him. And uh, that's pretty much the, all the news that's fit to print Packers-wise, other than uh, Aaron Rodgers talking about his darkness experience on uh, the podcast that dropped this morning. Um, if you really need to listen to him talk about brushing his teeth in the dark, among other things, uh, it is not hard to find. Just Google it and you'll find all about it. Um, but in the meantime, we still await his decision. No word yet from Aaron Rodgers. Um, I would suspect, as I've said all week, we'll hear something probably next week. Um, definitely need to hear it from the Packers perspective before March 13th. Um, we'll see. Uh, it's exciting times for a Green Bay Packers fandom that is waiting honored from another superstar quarterback who has left them hanging all offseason. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Time is a flat circle and other various uh, quotes. Uh, good to see everybody in the comments section. Rick Ward, thanks for the super chat. Can you finish your Chester Markle story from Monday before the internet cut you off? Um, it's a pretty famous story. All you have to, all I was talking about was the game where he against the Bears where he famously had a kick blocked and he ran it in for a touchdown. And uh, the story came out later that he was essentially not completely flying high on cocaine, but he had he had done coke at halftime. He had done a bump of coke in the locker room at half. So uh, that's a very famous story. He, talked to, he wrote about it in his book um, years and years ago. But it's uh, something that I always like to fondly remember when they show the highlights of that. Um, and it's crazy because he's wearing glasses, like regular old school prescription glasses underneath his helmet while running with a football into the end zone. Um, and yeah, he's high on Coke. Good stuff. Good stuff. TKM is here. Good to see you at your post, bud. Thanks for uh, carrying the G, buddy. Cheeto, nice to super chat. Hey, Nags, I appreciate you appreciating Caitlin Clark of Iowa. I live five minutes away from Carver Hawkeye Arena, so it blew my mind to see your tweet. It's just an awesome moment for any of you who may have missed it. Uh, the Iowa women's team beat uh, the Indiana women's team on a last second three pointer. And Caitlin Clark's shot was so great. And just the reaction from the entirety of that gym to that ball going in the net. It's just, it's such a great vibe. It's everything you love about sports. Um, I love the hyper basketball nerds who are in my mentions like, well, what is this person doing? And why did this guy do this or those women do this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like my brothers in Christ. I don't care. I just love the vibe. It's so awesome. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it's just a great moment. I love that we got to see it. Ron, thanks for the super sticker. 
greatly appreciated. Brandy's here. What's up, Brandy? Um, is Rashawn Gary going to be a pre-training camp extension? Big B with the question. Yes, I would be very surprised if we don't get some kind of an extension from Rashawn Gary this offseason, possibly right before training camp or during camp, but it'll happen this offseason. Um, obviously, he's heading into the fifth year. Um, there's little doubt that they want to keep him around long term. Even with that injury that he's rehabbing from, they know he's one of their core guys. They're going to want to extend him. And that's another avenue that you know will hopefully help them you know, get a little bit of cap relief. I don't think it'll be a ton, but it'll give them a little cap relief as well. So, yeah, Rashawn Gary, I would fully expect uh, him to have a new contract by the time con- um, training camp starts. I'd be very surprised if he didn't. Um, Callum, do we try to sign a key wide receiver free agent in the offseason? Yeah, I think it's a possibility. I don't think it's um, you know any secret that they need some kind of veteran in the room. Um, now, I know there are a lot of names out there and people dreaming about trading for DeAndre Hopkins or Mike Evans or who have you. And I'm here to tell you that's probably I think Mike Evans is more of a possibility than DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think either one of them are likely. Um, but yes, I think they will kind of keep their eyes open as far as watching other teams sign a lot of the big names and we'll see what's left at the end. And I know nobody wants to hear that after the Sammy Watkins experiment last year, but it's going to be pretty similar. They just don't have a ton of flexibility or maneuverability uh, when it comes to the salary cap. Now, look, they may find an ability to find someone of note, say an OBJ, because they think that he's going to completely revitalize their passing game and make, you know, um, allowances for that when it comes to how they handle the cap. But that's, again, quite unlikely. Um, So I would suspect we're going to be sitting and waiting for a while before we see any activity there in free agency. Uh, What else we got? Uh, All I've heard, this team, this Packer team, isn't a team that could make it to the Super Bowl. I beg to differ. This Packer roster is very good. It's Super Bowl or bust year. Woo, Moon Man coming in hot. Too hot. Um, I don't know if it's a Super Bowl roster, but I think, yes, I agree with your sentiment that people are way too dismissive of their ability to construct a team that could compete for a championship. Uh, people act like they're all of a sudden back in the Stone Age, and I don't think that's true. I think there is a ton of talent on this roster. Now, obviously, there's going to be lots of kind of questions as far as who they're allowing to walk out the door, who are they bringing back. But I do not doubt for a moment that if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, they're going to do everything they can to surround him with enough talent to try to make a run. And if they turn the page to Jordan Love, uh, I suspect it's going to be uh, at least a year away until they're competing for a championship. I don't think they're going to have the maneuverability if Rodgers is traded. Um, it really puts a damper on their um, maneuverability with the salary cap. So it's going to be, uh, if Rodgers is back, they're going to do what they can. But even that said, they are limited. And Brian talked about that yesterday. They're, there's only so much they can do, and they do not have kind of the maneuverability or the um, just the financial ability to go and really uh, go and get a, any number of guys that they may have been able to years ago. It's just not there. Uh the cap can kicking started with COVID toe. I don't even know what that means, but that's funny. The Packers have great core players, but they also have holes and lack depth. 
Yeah, that's true, Lee, but I think that's most teams, isn't it? I mean, I think all across the NFL at this point of the season, as you're heading into free agency and the start of a new league year, yeah, everybody's got holes. Everybody's got, you know, expected uh, depth issues because of, you know, whoever you're losing free agency, whoever you are able to kind of maintain, whether it's through re-signings or franchise tags or whatever, everybody's kind of juggling the same stuff, right? I do think the Packers, again, have a very strong core. But yeah, Lee, you're absolutely right. They, they've got issues and they've got to address those as best they can. Um, traditionally, they've done a pretty good job when it comes to, you know, day three in the draft where you're going to find cheap labor, undrafted free agents, things of that nature, or finding guys like Keyshawn Nixon um, or Devondre Campbell, guys who are late in the process, late signings in the process who really significantly help you the year they're signed. So I think you're going to have to expect a lot of that from this Packers team because it's not going to be going out and signing marquee free agents. Favorite combine indie story. Ooh, Soder, I'll I'll tell it on happy hour. How's that? I think our defense is in total has a chance to make a jump to be what we thought they could be. I agree, Michael. I very much agree. I think a big question mark is up front, and a lot of that will depend on how Wyatt develops, um, who they bring in to kind of augment whatever they lose from Dean Lowry and Jaron Reed. Clearly, they need to get TJ Slayton and Wyatt and uh, Kenny on the field a lot more together. We'd love to see that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they've got the talent to do what they want to do. Safety is another spot where they're going to have to answer some questions. I think Adrian Amos is most likely gone. Maybe that comes in the draft. Maybe there's a free agent. But um, I think, yes, the upside is there. We definitely see it. It's there on paper. It's just a question of consistently executing week to week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, how can Wyatt or any player stop the run playing 15 yards off the line of scrimmage? Well, Wyatt is on the line of scrimmage. He's a defensive lineman, so I'm not quite sure what that what that question is. Ryan, thanks for Super Chat. Nags, who would win in a 40-yard dash, you or Rich Eisen? Who would win between you and Corey? I like Eisen raising money for charity. Yeah, it's great that Rich does that every year. Um, yeah, Rich would win only because he's trained. I haven't run a 40-yard dash in probably since high school. Nobody wants to see that. Between me and Corey, oh, Corey definitely would. I've got too much beer kind of baggage, you know? Corey's light and nimble and quick. Uh, Scott Williams says, this is a good team, needs a wide receiver depth and tight end depth. Defensive line I still think is a need and edge. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Um, overall, I think you would probably add safety to that list. Um, it's interesting because tight end is like so obviously a need. But if they bring back Tunyon, which I think is still possible, and re-sign Big Dog if Aaron is back, I don't think they touch much, unless maybe possibly they draft someone with a premium pick, which I do think is a possibility. But yeah, I mean, the defensive line depth to me is the major component here where you can have all the schemes in the world, and if you can cover, great, but no one can cover forever. You've got to be able to move the pocket and constrict it and put, not even just sack the quarterback, you got to put pressure on the quarterback. you got to get him off his spot. 
You know, the Packers did that at times last year, but they didn't do it nearly consistently enough. And that starts up front. Uh, Nags, is there a water cooler there in Indy to gossip at? Oh, I mean, most of the most of the time you're you're kind of crunched in with the media folks. That's all we do is just talking about what we heard the night before, uh, what we hear from coaches, personnel people, etc., or other media members. Uh, that's a good deal of the day is spent doing that. No doubt about it. Give Russ Ball full ability to create a Moneyball roster. <laughs> hey, that might be next. If uh, Rodgers comes back and they disappoint once again, uh, that may be where they're headed in 2024. Do I think Douglas moves to safety? That's a good question, Scott. I I know Brian was asked about it yesterday. I think it was Rob that asked him about it. And I know he he ran at safety a little bit during camp last year because of Savage's injury that he sustained on family night. And so he got a bit of a look there. I don't know if they seriously consider that, but I don't think it's the world's worst idea. I still like him as a perimeter corner, though, and those are really hard to find. It's not like you're just going to be able to like just plug and play. And I know the Packers have too, but who knows where Stokes is injury-wise? Um, and to me, that's kind of like a forgotten component. It's to the point where I forgot to ask. But it was on my list of things I wanted to ask Brian about, and I forgot to yesterday. It's like we heard about Rashawn Gary's progress, and it sure sounds like he's on track, but you know Stokes needs to get out there. He did not have a good start to the season last year prior to getting hurt. And if you put Douglas at safety, are we ex- just expecting a coming off of injury Eric Stokes to just hit the ground running opposite Jair? That doesn't feel like a great plan. So may- now maybe you augmented in the draft, you know, maybe there's somebody there that they like at 15 or in the second round or what have you. But yeah, I don't know. I I don't don't hate the idea of Rasul moving to safety, but makes you really suddenly thin outside uh, at the corner spot. Johnny, thanks for the super chat. Hi, Nags. Have you got a feel for the sentiments of the beat writers off the record about the Rodgers situation? Are they polarizing as the fan base? I'm not going to say too much about anything that's been talked about in regards to Rodgers or what have you, but I will say it is, it is pretty uniform. I'll give you that. Abdul, thanks for the super chat. Aaron, do you miss anything about being on the beat? That's a good question. Um, I not really. I you know I do miss. You know, there's times I miss being in the press box, and times I miss like the post game pressers and those situations and things like that. But man, I do not miss getting up and going to Laguardia every Saturday morning at seven a.m. or six a.m. or whatever it was, and do not miss being away from my kids. And uh, yeah, that that life was that was that aspect of it was a little more difficult than I had expected when i took that job so that was why i was so grateful to Corey when he offered you know come back and work for live x and do cheese at tv full-time because it meant i didn't have to do that so um yeah but i'm you know i miss relationships i miss being on the beat and seeing people regularly you know hanging out with people regularly that was pretty great but the day-to-day not really william thanks for the super chat how are you, Nags? Last year, you gave me some advice for my behemoth 6'9", 300-pound offensive tackle brother who's 16. We were told to move him from Cali to the southeast to southeast for offensive lineman scouts. Is this any true? Go, Pat, go. Oh, man, that's that feels like overkill. Like, I get it. Yeah, sure, I'm sure there are um, 
hotbeds of scouting, but man, it's the internet age. It's 2023. Um, I do not doubt for a moment that there are uh, advantages to being in front of or in the same area as like some really adept scouting services. But if he is this behemoth and uh, if he's any good, I got to think if he can put himself on tape and get himself a huddle account, he'll probably get seen. You know, I wouldn't, I don't know. That feels really drastic, but Hey man, people do crazy stuff. I mean, these seven on seven camps got people going nuts for quarterbacks. Like their quarterback parents are almost as bad as soccer moms at this point. So, um, yeah, William, I mean, I, I can't tell you, you know, a hundred percent because God knows, Hey, that's not my area of expertise. And B man, if it's his dream, that's what he wants to chase. I'm not going to say don't chase your dream, but in this day and age, in the age of the internet, that does feel extreme. That's just me. Uh, on Rodgers, I have to admit, much more excited about building a young team rather than running it back again. We had our chance at home a few times. Let's get it going, a new pack. Scott, you're right where I'm at. Now I've, It's well documented. I've said it a million times. I'm so ready to start building something rather than hanging on to the entrails of what was. I'm right there with you. Uh, what else we got? Hello from Brazil. What's up? What's up, Brazil? Why is the combine so hyped? Like, why is there so much coverage of it? It's a really good question, Matthew. Mostly because the NFL has driven the uh, kind of growth of it as an event, right? And I talked about this on my kind of first day here, but you know, essentially for what the combine is, which is information gathering for the 32 NFL teams, it still serves that purpose. And it's a really good way of do- going about that. But the NFL, because they need tentpole events in an offseason, which is longer than any other major sport, they have created it uh, into a television event. That's why we have the workouts in primetime now, and it's all on television. Even if it's just guys running around in, in you know workout gear, people will watch. The numbers are good every year. you know, And it's a perfect kind of combination. It's like the precursor to the draft in this way of – all the college football fans watching all their favorite guys and then the NFL fans with their favorite teams and who are they going to get, everybody's interested from those two realms. And it just kind of coalesces here. And uh, they've just built it and built it and built it. You know, it's, look, again, it's basically filling out a spreadsheet. That's what the combine is. The NFL are masters at creating events. And that's what they've done with the combine. Uh, what else we got here, folks? It feels like we are stuck in a never-ending 2022 loop. Man, you uh, you ain't kidding, Soder. You got that right. Is there much tampering going on at the Combine? Each and every day, every moment, every waking second, late at night, at prime, all of the bars? Yes. A thousand percent yes. There's a reason that like, when the legal tampering period opens up, you know, when, on March 13th or whatever, it's why you get instant reports of, you know, deals being struck, all that starts here. All of that is the, all those conversations start in Indianapolis. So that's uh, you know, a big component of why it's like just this kind of fertile ground for, because of the fact that you've got all the personnel, people, all the agents, they're all here in a five block radius, essentially for a whole week. You know, it's like, yes, conversations get are undoubtedly going ongoing throughout each and every day. Uh, what else we got? Large B is here. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Am I going to be on McAfee? No, I will not be on McAfee. Um, they're far too big time for me. Please, um, 
However, hey, I'm, I'm glad you, speaking of, the, obviously they're Indianapolis based, I'm here in Indianapolis, and if you are in Indianapolis, either you live here or you're here for the Combine, or if you're a Packers fan, or no, we'll, whoever, you want to talk some ball, you want to grab a beer, tomorrow, Thursday at 6.30 p.m., I'm going to be at Tavern on South. The information is available to you via Google and also on my Twitter page. And uh, I'm going to be hanging out, 6.30, Tavern on South here in Indy. Um, just grab a beer, talk some Packers talk NFL, whatever you want. It's going to be a good time. I hope you guys can make it. Uh, in the meantime, please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Carry the G Club members, Patreon members. I'll see you on happy hour in a little while. The rest of you, I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks so much for supporting Cheesehead TV. Go Pack Go.